I was walking through the woods in a state park. Saw a bunch of branches perfectly twisted in a vortex manner that resembled a swirling portal maybe 10 to 15 feet high. Obviously know that somebody made it but still creepy and you get that feeling that you don't know if your mind is tricking you because it almost looks hazy in the center of the branch portal. Kept walking a bit further but then it got dark abnormally early and abnormally quickly. Semi-jogging back, didn't go too far deep, and somehow didn't pass the portal again but felt a pretty worried even though I knew I was on the path. Got back to the parking lot and it was suddenly daytime again as it had been since it was only mid-afternoon. Still not sure if my mind fed into all of it because I love horror especially creepy pasta and everything creepy or cryptid in nature, but also definitely knew some weird shit happened. I love deep woods camping. Even though backpack dispersed camping is way more fun as it takes you off the trail and really into nature. So this was back in fall 12 in the upper Michigan. I was camping with three friends and my ex and our two dogs, we were somewhere about two hours from the hunting road we left the car on and came upon this really nice clearing overlooking a good sized stream. We pitched camp, dug a pit and tied all the food up in the tree a good 20 or so feet so no bears or other animals would bother us. After about 6 or so hours just enjoying the area, exploring and drinking slash smoking we all got tired and sat around the fire for the night just enjoying nature. Eventually we all went to bed but left the fire going albeit very low, just enough to keep light around the camp. Well eventually at some point in the night I woke up to my dog growling in her deep angry growl and could see the hair on her back standing on edge. Slowly I could hear this hard, heavy sound of leaves and sticks being crushed on and moved around. I then heard the distinct sound of beer bottles clinking and even one popping open. So it was a person or something with thumbs outside in our campsite. Now being the always confrontational person I am I ripped open the tent to find nothing at all except three glass beer bottles standing up on a log that was rounded and damp with morning dew so there was no way possible for those bottles to stay on that log. I grew up in the small town in Nova Scotia, which was founded in the mid-1700s, has a very small population, and is surrounded by woods next to the ocean. All three of my scary wood stories happened there, despite me moving three times, both also in the woods. Once when I was in my teens, I was walking paths through the woods with a friend. These paths are on the grounds of where an old asylum used to be. The asylum was named the Poor's Farm, and was established in 1887. While we were walking we noticed there was an opening with a very little gap between the long grass and the tree line. We had the urge to go down it and see if maybe there would be a view of the ocean. We got to the end and just started waking through the woods when we came across some very old wooden crosses in the ground. No path leading to it just a random opening we happened to find. We both got a really uneasy feeling, and I felt someone was watching me though it was probably just my paranoia, so we turned around and left. We always knew there were people buried from the asylum but assumed they were all in the cemetery you see when you first enter the paths. The second was around this same area, years before that. I was about 12, 22 now, me and my best friend would go biking just about every day, and always went to this spot we called the rocks. Just a big weird black rock formation on the water. To get to the rocks, you had to go in a path behind the old playground. The path forked off in a lot of places and a few times we would take a wrong turn but always ended up around the same spot. One day when we took one of the wrong turns, we came across what looked to be a very small cemetery with two or three tombstones. We were too afraid to take a closer look so we just kept going down the path, which after a few minutes of going through the woods opened up to a view of the ocean. As we came through the opening we both stopped dead in our tracks. There was a man, I'm bad with distances and this was 10 plus years ago, maybe 100 meters in front of us. He was staring right at us, as if he knew we were going to be coming, and was wearing a top hat and a fancy suit with the long back flaps that could only be described as clothing from the early 1900s. Without a word we both turned around and took off running, 
dragging our bikes along with us couldn't ride them through the paths due to tree roots everywhere. When we finally reached the playground we both collapsed and were all did you see that. Basically sat there in hysteria for a while. I've always tried to brush this off as two preteens riding off each other's imaginations and over-exaggerating the whole thing but to this day it still give me the chills thinking about it and the fact we both seen the same thing. The third was more recent years, probably around 18 years old me and some friends decided to trimed me at the house of the same friend from the last story. We decided to go for a walk to meet up with her cousin. There was a group of four of us, all girls. We were coming down a street with no houses besides one at the very end. As we got close to it I looked up and suddenly something on the front porch moved. Me and one of my friends both stopped, which caused the others to as well, and I asked if she seen it too, which she replied yes. Of course, thanks to the drugs we had taken, the thing took many different forms in my mind before I realized what it actually was. It turned its head and we all at the same time whispered something along the lines of it's a huge cat. One of my friends starts screaming to call the cops, which we all object. What's a cop going to do after a 15 minute drive to use, not to mention we were high as kites, we all stand there contemplating what to do with this big cat looking at us, it crouches down like how a house cat would before attacking. I tell my friends we need to back up slowly until we get around the bend and then run. We do this, and as we're running I start throwing up from the fear while running as fast as I can and collapse in someone's lawn. The lawn happened to had kids' baseballs laying around and my friends picked them up ready to fight the creature that never came. We got picked up and spent the whole night trying to figure out what kind of cat it could be since we don't usually have big cats around here. I think we settled on a lynx, though honestly to this day I'm not completely sure that's what it was. Most of our friends don't even believe us. I went mushroom hunting alone in the deep woods unarmed, very dumb idea in those parts, once as I have done yearly since 2014, and I'm pretty sure I was stalked by a mountain lion. I don't really have any proof of this, I just felt unusually on edge like someone was keeping a close eye on me, I'd hear the occasional twig snap and otherwise eerie silence and here and there I'd see non-herbivore droppings. It might not have been a cougar but it very well could be, as it is cat country out there and they tend to stalk people and animals. Also the first time I took my puppy out there on my second to last outing earlier this year, she found a bone and started chewing on it. Besides telling her to drop it I assumed it was likely from a deer or elk and let it be. In responding to this threat it just crossed my mind that a few years ago, Someone found a human skull near there somewhat, and so it may have been from a human. I was in my 20s and about to backpack overseas for a while so my best bud and I decided to have a little farewell camping trip. We lived in Flagstaff, Arizona and she told me about this free creekside camping spot she found. It ended up being just right next to this abandoned new age retreat where a lot of people died in their sweat lodge but shockingly that has nothing to do with what happened just added creepiness I guess. We drive up to the site and of the six slightly spaced out camping sites, they're all occupied. One site had a tent set up but no car around it which in retrospect was possibly a red flag seeing as this area wasn't a walkable place where you just cruise around on foot it was off of a highway. Anyways we are already there and it's evening time so we decide to just make our own little site in between the no car camp and the one further down. We were only in one small tent with two small dogs and figured we didn't take up much space anyways. As we are unwinding, we start having some drinks, bad idea, and make a little fire to cook hot dogs on. I can't help but take notice to the campsite without the car just distant enough to now see a man in his early 40s behaving strangely. He looks over at us a lot, at one point he's just standing still in the middle of the creek staring at something for long periods, taking his tent down, putting it back up, clanking pans together behavior very similar to someone who's high on meth or dealing with some sort of mental illness. I start getting this really bad feeling. As it becomes totally dark, we are by the fire when I hear someone approach us. It's the guy. 
My parents pug was with us he's incredibly friendly to everyone and at this moment he hid under my car. Something I've never seen him do. The man begins talking to us and my completely non-street smart friend invites him to sit down by the fire with us, I know what on earth was she thinking? As he began talking to us I almost immediately knew he was out of whack as he described the endless gold pyramids that were located across the creek and the gold skulls and just weird shit. He mentioned how his sister got a boyfriend in Oregon kicked him out and he was now homeless. He then mentioned in this really uncomfortable tone that he saw us two beautiful girls and couldn't stop wondering what we were up to. That was when I immediately noped, and abruptly told him okay well you can head back to your camp now have a great night in which he got up and walked back over. I immediately told my friend, who was still so oblivious, that we were unsafe and we had two options, risk getting a DUI, leave our stuff behind and get somewhere safe or get her boyfriend here ASAP. She called her boyfriend and he agreed to drive straight to us, 45 minutes, during the 45 minutes waiting for him which felt like an eternity I clutched my knife and his weird behavior continued, pacing non-stop slash clanking rocks together slash jumping in the creek slash screaming at something to get away from him total delusional manic behavior. Her boyfriend finally arrived but the fun didn't stop. Boyfriend had Oregon license plates which is relevant. With having some relief of an extra person with us, we tried to relax and have a somewhat decent farewell camp trip until the guy came back again but this time his tone was completely different. When boyfriend introduced himself, scary guy wouldn't shake his hand he had this you encroached on my property type of vibe. He left and then wandered back two separate times each time with some weird delusion. The first time he was going on that the boyfriend stole his cigarettes and mentioned his car in Oregon then I started piecing together that somehow in his delusion he was beginning to think that the boyfriend was the guy that kicked him out in Oregon. We tried to de-escalate and decided to go to bed hoping he would just forget about us and do the same, as if people on meth go to sleep, anyway my friend and her boyfriend passed out immediately and I proceeded to lay away the entire night clutching my knife. He paced around our tent multiple times that night. At one point just as a horror film begins I saw his shadow against the wall of the tent lit by the moon you know just fun things you see moments before you die. He rummaged through our stuff at one point and drank all our beer. Somehow we survived the night and I could no longer hear him as the sun was rising. We got the heck out of there as early as we could. About a year later I went back, why? with a group of people to the same camp area and just around where we camped that one time was an abandoned tent just in a pile a bottle of holy water a crystal and a book about horse training jotted with pages of notes and ramblings. Maybe his? Maybe this place was haunted? Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Heck I don't know but I'm glad he didn't murder us. I was about 16 when this happened. I was in Brawley, California for dove season with my cousins, dad and grandpa. I was sitting at our campfire with my cousins when I kept hearing scratching noises and shuffling coming from a nearby cluster of trees. I told my cousins to stay put and I took my shotgun to investigate thinking it was coyotes and I'll just shoo them away. Well, I approached the trees and I noticed there was some kind of creature? Or person? Standing behind one of the trees, but I only could see half of its face peeking at me. 
I let out a who's there? And the one thing turned into six things, all peeking from behind the trees at me. I panicked, started to fall backward and shot off around towards the trees. I stood up and looked back at the trees and noticed the things were gone. I walked over to the trees, gun still pointed. I saw the tree that I shot, with a small pool of fresh blood next to it. I immediately found the blood trail and it led to the irrigation canal that was adjacent to the trees. Well, I also noticed that the blood trail continued on the other side of the canal, which was 15 feet across. There were no footprints or anything. So whatever this was had to jump around 15 feet to get to the other side, it couldn't have walked around the canal, it went on for over a mile. I never told anyone about what I saw. I just told my cousins that I scared off some coyotes. Every year when I went back to that area for dove season, I always wondered if those things were gonna come back for revenge. I live in an area where we have quite a lot of forests and farmland. One night me, my brother, and my dad were driving to his house from my mom's in his truck in an area where it was thick woods on one side of the road and on the other side a thin tree line than a field. We were just listening to the local rock station and talking when my dad yells deer and slams on the brakes and stops a few feet ahead of it. It just stood there and looked at us and when we looked at it we realized it wasn't a deer. It had the body of a large dog, antlers, the hooves of a cow, and a misshapen almost human face. Its legs were hairless, red, and covered in sores. My dad said what the F and we all just kept looking at it and after standing there for a few more seconds it runs up into the woods. I've never seen anything like it again and we never talk about it. I had forgotten about it until I saw it in a dream last night and the memories of that just came rushing back. Last year I went deer hunting and I usually jump hunt. Walk through the bush by myself with an old 30 to 30 lever action. Got out late and I had managed to get out to the back fields, and the sun was just cresting the horizons. Now at this time I usually head in because you're not supposed to shoot half an hour till dark. Well this night I figured I'd go through the cedar groves at the back of the property just to see if there's tracks. The property had been my family's for my whole life and I know it like the back of my hand. Well right as dark crest the wolves, coy wolves which are about 60 to 80 ballsy bastards start up. Now I always enjoyed their howling till tonight. That night they came up behind me and I could hear four howl out less than 50 yards behind me. All I had was four rounds in my gun and a cell phone flashlight. I start walking as quick as I could to get through the cedars a 45 minute ordeal. Where another four wolves had cut me off. I never fired my gun but they blind charged me a few times and would start going into a circle pattern off running circles around me. I'd hear them start to do the same noises as a dog on a deer hunt. Twice they brushed me they got so close. By the time I got out of the cedars I was so happy to have at least a shot but I had an open field to cross and I could hear them on the outskirts the whole time. Also just think of that with only about 5 yards of sight off the cell phone light. It took me an hour to stop shaking when I got in. Driving out later that night I could see where they'd followed me up the driveway and there was 21 or so tracks. Staying out an old cabin I had an interaction with Nanabush, one of the old trickster spirits, I was just finishing up for the night and this bird starts slamming into my window for a solid 5 minutes, middle of February, at 11pm is odd to see a bird let alone one doing this. I don't think anything of it and carry on though till I'm ready for bed. Going for my bedtime smoke, I see the bird clinging to the screen door. Pushing on out it flies at me twice then hits all the windows on that side of the house. As it disappears I hear something scuttling towards me and I see a figure 3 feet tall running on two legs in the dark between the vehicles. I just boot out of that situation and locked the doors and went to bed. I was hunting alone in the middle of the Oregon Cascades, miles from any people. I'm sitting still watching a clearing when I hear a sound that I've never heard before or since. 
Only way I can describe it is that it sounded like wood cracking together, like someone hit a pine tree with a telephone pole and was doing their best Jose Conseco impression. The first time it happened I genuinely thought it was a gunshot because the initial crack was so loud but the last half of the sound was very clearly a tree being struck and shaking. There was a flood of instant terror once my mind worked out the calculation for how hard you would have to hit a tree to replicate that sound. I'd estimate the source was on the other side of a small valley for me well over 300 yards. I know it sounds stupid but it was such a tremendous show of force I instantly started making my way back to my truck. I've been hunting all my life and I'm an avid firearm enthusiast I go shooting almost every weekend. This was 100% not gunfire. Pine trees and cedar trees will also sometimes make poping sound in the morning and into the afternoon as the sun warms them. It was orders of magnitude louder than that. So I live in the Pacific Northwest, I spend most of my time outside. Usually I hang around what me and my friends call, the island it's in the middle of a river, and can be traveled to when summer rolls around and the water goes down. One day I was out on the island, and I was hearing some strange noises, I knew it wasn't a deer because you get to know the noises animals make after a while. I was getting pretty freaked out by the fact that it was moving around me like a predator would. When you spend a lot of time in the woods you learn when an apex predator is on the hunt, they seem to control every aspect of nature, the wind stops blowing, trees stop creaking, and time stops. This began to happen when the creature was moving around me. Something felt wrong about this creature, I had heard stories of Nez Perce legends, and never really took them to heart until I began to spend time outside. There are things you experience out in the woods that can't, or shouldn't be understood. A lot of Nez Perce tried to explain those things. When I looked around me I couldn't see a thing but trees and brush, but I could hear the movement of something around me. When you know something it's superior in strength it's a law of nature to treat it with respect, so I began to walk away from the area. When I left the sound followed, this is never a good thing, it means that you are the object of their hunt. I began to fiddle with my pocket knife even though I knew it would do anything against a predator that would want to hunt a human. At this point it was getting dark and I was moving faster, that's when I heard it, the screech. Now there's no way I could explain it it just was wrong, I started running and anyone who knows anything about wildlife knows that you never run. I don't know what would have happened if I didn't make it to my little rowboat. I would rather not know. Bow Hunter. I set up a camp for a day or two. Keeping my bows and such in a vehicle. This particular year I had my jeep and a tiny tow behind sleeper. So nothing was left out like knives, bows etc. just a couple things like tables and chairs. So there I am early morning following a trail, the ground is quickly being dusted with snow, my gill suit becomes less useful by the minute so I opt to go swap to snowy oak camo. I had my little site set up to drag back a deer, hang it up and clean. When I got to my site, my cleaning setup that was unused hours ago was still in position, but a pool of semi-frozen blood below it. The fire pit was out, but warm. My table was wiped off, but clearly just used. Someone used my sight to clean something, sort of tidied up, and sitting on the footstep to my sleeper, a wax paper wrapped slab of red meat. Looked to me like a decent chunk of venison. No tracks in, but tracks leading out, so they must have come just as the snow started. I packed up and messed right off. I was clearly outclassed by the hunter and had no idea where they were. Just decided best to go home. I live in the Midwest and went to Spring Hill for a week as a kid. We stayed in a teepee in the woods, and the first night I woke up to find a bunch of dark figures moving around inside. I couldn't quite make out any features, just silhouettes. I also couldn't move, similar to when I have sleep paralysis. Maybe I was having sleep paralysis then. Either way when I woke up in the morning it was the first thought I had. I soon rubbed it off as a bad dream, 
until everyone else woke up to find clothes thrown all about the interior of the teepee. The counselor was distraught and started questioning all of the kids. Nobody said anything, including me, but we were all puzzled nonetheless. Nothing was ever figured out. I've experienced a lot of spooky stuff in the woods, but typically nothing I couldn't explain. The most startling thing that ever happened to me in the woods, I cannot explain. I went north to go backpacking with a couple of friends. We stopped at a piece of land my family owns for a night on the way. We were sitting around a campfire far from civilization when we heard the most blood-curdling scream come from the trees right next to us. It sounded like wow. Woo-woo. It sounded like a demon banshee child. My one friend fell back in her chair, my other friend immediately ran inside the pop-up camper there, and my immediate reaction was to grab the hatchet nearby and stand at the ready. We didn't hear anything running away, we didn't see anything, and we never heard it again. I have no idea what it was to this day. I've researched every possible call I could find from every animal in that region from night hawks and owls to foxes, coyotes, and big cats. I can find nothing that can produce the noise I heard that night. You're typical not a hunter, but someone who was walking in the woods. It was like September a few years ago, I was walking through the woods by my grandma's house as a memory thing because I used to play in those woods when I was little. I was alone and it was the golden hour, right before dark but not exactly light, I was walking my old path reminiscing about the stuff I used to do back there with my friends. I came across the fort we built out of pallets. At this point I was excited it was still here but as I got closer I realized a homeless person had been living in it. Which didn't really surprise me as it was a common thing for homeless people to do, I keep on my path to the little tiny pond that we used to drink around. That's when I started freaking out because I felt like I was being followed, I kept hearing leaves rustling and I was ready to just go back home, so that's exactly what I did. I'm not dumb I'm not about to die in the woods. As I backtracked back to the house, I heard the loudest most shrill scream I've honestly ever heard which scares me even more. Mind you I could see my grandma's house from where I was, I ran back home and my grandma was out drinking her coffee on the back patio, I went to sit down and she asked why I was out of breath, after explaining the entire story she told me she had been outside and didn't hear a thing. To this day it still freaks me out to the point I won't even go in her backyard anymore. If you spend enough nights camping, weird things will happen. A couple of years ago, two buddies and I did a month plus long road trip around the US. We would camp in US Forest Service or Bureau of Land Management areas, and we were driving my pickup truck so we could get back in some fairly deep wilderness on forest roads. After about 15 nights on the road, we ended up in some BLM land near Black Canyon of the Gunnison National Park in Colorado. It was our last night in Colorado, and we were exhausted from doing a 14er earlier that morning. We found the coordinates of a campsite online, and arrived to the edge of the pavement at about 6 p.m. Ahead of us was a dusty two-track lane that snaked those scraggy trees and brush, and made its way to the top of a hill that had views of snow-capped peaks. We hadn't passed a car in a long time. Our truck makes it to the site easily, but none of us get out yet. We sit inside and look around. There's a fire pit, lots of trees, but also an abandoned couch and some other signs of human waste. Not great vibes. But, it's getting late and we aren't keen on the idea of driving more. We hop out and start walking around, cautiously approaching some garbage bags wrapped in duct tape. This seems like a place that we would find a body, I say to my friends. They agree. We notice a trail that seems to go in a circle around the top of the hill. So we decide to check that out before we commit to staying. We find some more trash and human waste, but nothing that makes us feel like we should leave. We decide to cowboy camp, sleep on a tarp beneath the stars, and have a nice fire going. We finish off a case of beer, but even with the inebriation we still feel uneasy. Every couple minutes one of us will shine a light into the woods, 
thinking that we heard something. Even though this is our 20th consecutive night sleeping outside, it doesn't feel right. But it's late, so we start getting ready for bed. We are all carrying bear spray and headlamps. I step into the woods to go pee, and walk about 15 feet without turning on my light. As I'm standing there peeing, I decide I should turn on my headlamp since the fire messed up my night vision. When I see what the beam of light illuminates, my knees nearly buckle. Jaw is dropped. I stand in silence for 10 seconds before calling out to my friends, guys did you see this? In the center of my beam is a bunch of bleached bones wrapped in barbed wire, hanging from a branch directly above the trail we had walked in the daylight. We would have certainly noticed them in the daylight. They must have been hung once it got dark, while we sat only 25 feet away. The consensus among us was F that, so we snapped a couple photos of it before throwing our stuff in the park and hopping in the truck. We drive a little ways up the road to a national park campground. I've never felt so happy to pay $25 and have neighbors nearby. My hypothesis is that a rancher with a grazing lease put the bones up to scare off the scum that leave all their trash at the campsites. They're probably cow bones. Still scared the hell out of me though. My grandma lives in a house near the woods. She lives with my two uncles, her sons. They usually tell stories about the things that happen there. I'm gonna tell you too. One of my uncles returned from a party, he was riding his horse, tired and a little drunk. It was 3 AM and he took a shortcut through the woods. Following the road, he saw a little white blanket near a tree. He got closer and saw that inside the blanket there was beautiful white baby. The night was cold, it was late and nobody seemed to be there so he grabbed the baby to take him home so the next day he could look for the parents. He got on his horse and rode again. After an hour, the horse started to complain, then the baby started to feel heavier and heavier and also, warmer. It got to a point that the baby was too hot and my uncle checked on him because he was scared the baby might have a fever but what he saw wasn't a baby. He described it as some sort of animal, super hairy, enormous teeth and big black eyes. That thing got even heavier and it was impossible to keep carrying it, so scared as hell, my uncle throw the baby and rode super fast until he got home. The horse was scared shitless too. 2. My other uncle, returned from work and went to bed so he can sleep. On his window, a friend appeared and told him about a big party that was going to take place near and they should definitely go. My uncle was tired, it was late, 11 PM, and he felt lazy to go, because the house of the party was close but they had to cross a little lake. His friend was so insistent that my uncle decided to go. Grabbed a shirt and jeans and followed his friend. They started walking for about 20 minutes, when suddenly he heard a rooster cackle nearby. He then woke up of his vivid dream and found himself inside the lake with the water covering him almost to You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. His neck. His friend was nowhere to be found. He quickly got out of the lake and went running to the house, horribly scared. By the way, I live in Peru. A few years ago I was on a boat with my grandparents up in northern Georgian Bay, I woke up in the middle of the night to a thunderstorm. I grabbed my light and headed up from the cabin to go sit up top, cause I knew I wouldn't be able to sleep with all of the thunder. My grandpa was already sitting up top when I arrived so I sat down beside him and we both just kinda listened to the storm in silence for a while. And then we noticed something strange. There was a light coming from one of the islands like a flashlight sort of pointed towards our boat. Now it could have been campers, but there was no boat on our side of the island, there was no way to get onto the island from the other sides as it was too steep on the other side of the island, and it wasn't other boaters as it was around 4 am and we were the only people anchored in the bay. The light stayed fixed on us for a few minutes before flickering out as though the light had run out of batteries, and we didn't see anything like it again. Needless to say, both I and my grandpa were both rather unnerved. Growing up in the mountains I was always well prepared for any situation. One evening during a camping trip, my friend and I decided to take a night walk. We saw another fire burning off in the distance and decided to get closer. We announced ourselves, as to not startle them. And as we got closer we noticed about eight people all wearing black robes standing around the fire in complete silence. My friend and I looked at each other and ran as fast as we could back to camp. Definitely interrupted a cult ritual. Was not prepared for that one. Me and a friend of mine, we'll call her Sally went into these woods behind her house to smoke in this like abandoned like Amish community I guess but we're walking around and we're almost to the shacks and we both hear people talking and we see these two people. One in white and one in light blue. Well we decide to make ourselves known just in case they are hunters. We don't want to get shot you know. Well we get no reply so we walk closer and these guys are nowhere to be found. Like there was no way they could have disappeared like that. We looked for these people for 20 minutes and never found or heard anything. Neither of us had anything to protect ourselves so we picked up a couple rocks and smoked our joints and left. The whole time we could both feel someone watching us. Not super terrifying but we both felt uneasy after that. I was camping on a lake once with some friends and family up north, far enough north that there was zero light pollution from any sort of city or town. For enough north you could see the aurora on occasion. We would often see moving lights in the sky, they looked like stars and our friends would explain it away as satellites but they would zip back and forth across the sky, changing directions abruptly, crossing paths, sometimes up to five of them in one area. But that's not what this story is about. We were sitting on the lake shore late one night gathered around the campfire when suddenly this bright orange ball of fire starts rising from the lake. 
We thought it might be a firework set off by someone else in the area but it rose incredibly slowly. And it wasn't an ember from the fire. We were all standing on the shore with our backs to the fire at this point. It rose, I don't know how high in the air, stopped and hovered for a few seconds, and then it was gone. We never really talked about it with them because of their dismissal of the other strange thing. I wish I could ask them about it now but I have since lost contact with all but one of them who is currently an oceanographer stationed in Antarctica. Was camping on a lake once with some friends and family up north, far enough north that there was zero light pollution from any sort of city or town. For enough north you could see the aurora on occasion. We would often see moving lights in the sky. They looked like stars and our friends would explain it away as satellites but they would zip back and forth across the sky, changing directions abruptly, crossing paths, sometimes up to five of them in one area. But that's not what this story is about. We were sitting on the lake shore late one night gathered around the campfire when suddenly this bright orange ball of fire starts rising from the lake. We thought it might be a firework set off by someone else in the area but it rose incredibly slowly and it wasn't an ember from the fire. We were all standing on the shore with our backs to the fire at this point. It rose, I don't know how high in the air, stopped and hovered for a few seconds, and then it was gone. We never really talked about it with them because of their dismissal of the other strange thing. I wish I could ask them about it now but I have since lost contact with all but one of them who is currently an oceanographer stationed in Antarctica. My family and I are avid river rafters and planned a trip in Utah as we do every year where we float about 20 miles over a week, stopping and camping riverside each night. It's incredibly peaceful and out in the middle of canyons. Oftentimes you don't see anyone else beyond an occasional ranger and other rafters. At this particular river there are already established campsites every few miles on the right side of the river. The left side is considered native land and you need a special permit to camp on that side. The river was running really high this year and we found ourselves nearing nightfall without finding any sort of suitable campsite as they were all washed out. Rafting in the dark is obviously not ideal or safe so we had no choice but to take a campsite on the native slash Navajo side. We figured it was too late for a ranger to patrol and we'd be up early enough to get out. We all quickly set our tents and got some rest but I remember feeling really spooked out most of the night. The next morning we woke up to see our 5-gallon water jugs, both of them, were turned completely upside down and drained out. I don't know if it was pranksters, although that area has absolutely nothing around it besides dirt and open space, or bad juju for us being on the wrong side of the river but it was terribly creepy to encounter and left us all feeling a bit weird. Our Navajo friends on the trip were equally creeped out and we got out of there as soon as possible. We had spare water tucked away on our rafts so don't worry we didn't all dehydrate. When my best friend and I were in middle school, we would often walk our dogs on this wooded trail that was located near our houses. We would occasionally run into wildlife out there like deer or fox, but the dogs, Golden Retriever and German Shepherd, would just bark and chase them for a second, then we would round them up and be on our way. This day when we were walking it was late in the evening and the sun was getting ready to set, and we didn't see anybody else out in the woods. We let the dogs off the leash and they were running around having a good time. The dogs were about 30 feet in front of us sniffing slash playing and just being dogs, when suddenly they both stopped almost simultaneously in the middle of the path looked up in the sky, not too many trees in this spot, started barking, and backing up cautiously with their hackers up. We tried looking to see if there was something in the sky but didn't see anything, so my friend and I looked at each other, then turned around and ran home. No idea what caused them to do this, maybe a random high frequency we couldn't hear? We did live near a military base that does a lot of testing. I was hiking with my family in a small nature reserve near here. All of a sudden we hear large crashing and branch snapping sounds. 
We turn behind us and see taking off from the cliff the biggest bird I have ever seen. But things about it looked off, like the legs and length of the body. Not to mention it had a really long neck and a strange shaped head. I'll never be sure what that was. We weren't in an area known for large birds. The biggest we get here in NJ are like hawks. This thing looked like it had a 40 plus foot wingspan, and was bigger than any hawk I've ever seen. I was maybe 16 at the time and was out deer hunting. I was a mile walk from home hunting in a valley and sitting on the top of a ridge on the one side overlooking a riverbed and the sun was going down. I should have left earlier but didn't want to scare the deer and figured I'd wait till they left or it was dark enough they wouldn't see me leave. When I did leave it was still light enough to somewhat see but too dark to look through my rifle scope if that makes sense. I climbed over the top of the ridge and when I did I could hear something across the dried up pond at the bottom of this side. I then seen five animals. Don't know what they were they were but they weren't canines like wolves or coyotes. They were bigger than coyotes and a lot more bulky but were super agile. They were making weird sounds I'd never heard before too. I don't know if they seen or smelled but all of a sudden they all stopped moving and went silent for a few seconds before two of them took off running and started looping around to my left and going behind me and one looped to my right while the other two stayed where they were. I had become the hunted and I was terrified. I started shouting and making a lot of noise and I never seen them for the rest of the walk home but it was the scariest moment I've ever had in the woods. We went back the next day to look for tracks but it had snowed enough that night to cover them. I won't forget that night. I was with my cousin, both of us around 13 years old, and we decided to go camping, alone, for a few days. We were in southern Chile which is normally pretty wet, even in the summer. So the day we head off, we pack food, a tent, two canteens, matches, in short everything we were going to need, and head off. The first leg of the way we went on quads, then we had to continue trekking by foot. Eventually, we found a nice little place by a small lagoon, lake, where we decided to set camp. Everything was going great, we fished for food, made tea, and were having a blast. Then night fell. We began seeing lights on the other side of the lake, which must have been at least a few km away, and voices. Little kid voices crying for their parents. We began shitting bricks at this point, and we each held a machete close. I don't think we slept that night. Worse, in the morning, we heard splashes close by, so cautiously we ventured out of the tent to see what was happening. A man was drowning his dog. At this point, we said f this crap, let's leave. So we packed everything up in record time, and we left within the hour, ran the couple hour hike to our quads and burnt rubber all the way back to his house. Not exactly deep wilderness but 320 acres of heavy forest down in South Oklahoma. Been stalked by a black panther at night. Had many instances of being followed and not seeing or finding any tracks afterwards. Other than the panther slash mountain lion slash cougar, whatever you want to call it, the time I was followed by the yellow eyes. Was followed for about a mile all the way back to my big granny's house. Came hauling ass through the side gate to see my GPA, dad and two uncles talking on the front porch. They saw the eyes come around the gate posts and immediately told me to grab dirt. Dove to the ground and heard nothing but thunder. Then silence. Thought I was dead, heard them calling me to the house. Got up and ran like a bitch. Left my rifle in the dirt. A fact I'm ashamed to admit. Get to the porch and turn around. Can still see the eyes watching us. No body, just these bright yellow eyes. Moving back and forth behind the gate. Took me a good three hours before I went to retrieve my rifle. Only then because my uncles and dad went with me to get it. I was walking down a creek bed that was mostly dry save for some groundwater here and there in a coastal redwood forest. 
I came across this abandoned pair of tents that looked like someone had had a mental breakdown and destroyed all of their belongings. There was a little fire spot and all sorts of junk including a Bible and a nearly unreadable diary. This part isn't that scary but the only thing I could make out after the paper had been exposed for so long was something to the effect of another boy said my nose ring looks ugly. Good thing I don't care what anyone thinks, it was kind of disturbing thinking of someone with a journal like that living in the woods. But yeah as I continue down this trail of strewn jackets and soup cans and prescription bottles I come to what was about a 4 foot tall cairn made with pretty large boulders but the top had some spooky ornaments on it. There was definitely a badger or raccoon skull and few other assorted bird and squirrel looking bones but then the real weird part was the femur looking bone, it was broken off pretty close to the ball joint but it was still big enough to really freak me out. Another time I went to the area again and smelled smoke so I followed all the way to just before the camp and I could see smoke from a fire. I couldn't hear anyone talking but I just got the craziest bad vibe and suddenly got really freaked out by the height of the path I was on. Nothing too wild but counting all the funky hanging blare which things I've found in those woods I feel it's warranted. I have two things that happened to me. Background, my dad was an archery hunter. He always took me with him. We would go up Friday night and set camp. Saturday and Sunday mornings he would go out to his stand. I would make food when I got up, and hike around the campsite. Saturday afternoon we would go hike, and sometimes drive to see if we could find game to shoot, I was good at spotting and calling elk. Sunday we would get a load of firewood, and go home. So one of these times I'm out hiking around, and I find an elk wallow. I'm looking around checking it out and hear this heavy breathing a few feet away in this big bush. I look at it and realize I can see a 5 by 6 rack over the top of it. I am standing in this bull's wallow, and he is so hyped for mating he doesn't leave when he smells a human. I realize the danger I'm in and back out of there, and then hightail it to camp. Sadly my dad had a cow tag that year. Same basic thing another time, you'd think I'd learn to not hike around alone ha. Huh? I'm out hiking, but I stopped to take a drink of water. I realized the forest around me had gone silent. No bugs, birds, anything. You don't realize true silence till something like that. I was freaking out, but kept my back to the tree, and looking all around. Never saw anything. I was too afraid to run. I knew that could get me killed. So I hang there tenish minutes about ready to piss my pants, and then all the sound starts up again. I ran. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This past bow season I decided to try something new and hunt from the ground. I wasn't stalking or anything I just had my back to a fallen tree and had built up some small brush piles to break up my silhouette. I actually had a doe walk in on me at first light, not bad for the first time I ever tried it. She came in at an angle that prevented me from shooting without her busting me. I should also mention it happened to be the opening day of muzzleloader as well. The way I had positioned myself, as long as I didn't get busted she would have walked right into my shooting lane and I would have been a hunting ninja, however as her nose breaks the brush line I hear a loud gunshot go off somewhere else on the mountain and she takes off. I sit there for another 45 minutes when I hear some leaves crunching and twigs snapping. Hell yay, back in the game I thought. That's when this good old boy crests the ridge with is definitely not a muzzle loader. I started to move a little to try and get his attention so that he knew not to walk on top of me but then he shouldered his rifle and started looking through the optics. Three times he swung that muzzle across my body with his finger on the trigger. I froze, I tried not to breath, 
I was terrified that if he saw me or if I spooked him that he would shoot me. So there we are in this Mexican standoff for what felt like hours, but was probably only 10 minutes. I don't know if he saw me or not. I was wearing my Marine Corps issued woodlands and I learned the art of camouflage at the USMC Jungle Warfare Training Center, he may or may not have seen me. After those few breathless minutes he wandered off back over the ridge and I got out of there. He was not in any camouflage and I'm pretty positive I may have accidentally stumbled upon a ginseng honey hole, a moonshine operation, or one of the famous Appalachian pot farms. I won't be hunting out there again. My mom and stepdad owned a few acres up in the mountains. I wouldn't call it deep wilderness, but it was pretty far out in the sticks. They had a trailer on it and would go hang out on weekends. The first time I was there with them, we were sitting around a campfire, drinking, shooting the shit, stuff like that. I stepped away from the group a bit to have a cigarette. So I'm standing there at the edge of the clearing, smoking away, and I realize I see eyes glowing just beyond the tree line. Like, several sets of eyes just staring at me. I didn't know if they were house cats, bears, raccoons, mountain lions or what. I put out my cigarette and basically ran back to the group. My mom and stepdad were all nonchalant about it. Oh yeah, there are mountain lions, coyotes, bears, all sorts of big animals up here. Bastards. Me and two of my friends would wander around our neighborhood for hours at night on the weekends when we were kids. We had been all over the neighborhood except one spot of road that was fenced off because they had stopped construction of road many years prior. So the road continued after the fence for about 300 feet or so and just dropped off at a stream cutting through some properties that were wooded. Anyways I had asked what was beyond the road and they didn't know so we decided to check it out. We walked about halfway up the road from where the fence is and where it ends and all of us had that deep loud ringing that you sometimes get in your ears. We dropped to our knees holding our ears freaked out and waited for it to pass after about 20 seconds or so. We all looked at each other confirming that we all just experienced the same thing and booked it out. No idea why that would happen to all of us at the same time. My dad, my brother and I took our camper van away camping one weekend. On the first night at about 2 AM there was a massive bang and for a few seconds the van shook violently. My dad jumped up and ran outside to see what it was but there was nothing there and no damage to the van. He decided it must have been a dream and was about to go back to bed when I heard my brother ask him what caused the van to shake and my dad had no answer. We all went back to sleep and forgot about it until the morning when we got up to take the dog for a walk. My aunt and uncle had their camper parked up next to ours, as we passed them my uncle came running out with this terrified look on his face. He said that at about 2am his van shook like mad and there was a loud bang but he was too afraid to go out and check what it was so he had been waiting for us to get up. At first we thought it a deer must have hit the van or something but it shook for more than just a split second it was a few seconds at least. Also, what is the chances of one deer running into two different vans? Neither van had any damage to them at all. We don't often get earthquakes in the UK, and there was nothing in the news about any quakes in the morning. Eventually we just wrote it off as some strange happening and forgot about it. It's not really scary, just unexplainable. I was hiking in the back country of Sequoia National Park with some friends. We were trudging along this very steep granite chute that was carved from glaciers. It was absolutely breathtaking both from beauty and exhaustion. Anyway, we didn't see anyone the whole way. We came upon an old rusted can of tuna. It looked ancient from weathering. It had been opened and seemed like it was opened recently because the tuna was still wet and smelly. No one was in sight and we didn't see anyone the whole time during our trip. Also, unless the person went cross country we would have seen them because it was a dead end peak trail. So anyway, I have no idea how the tuna was opened or by whom. It was a little unsettling at the time, 
but only for a moment. I grew up in a house that was surrounded by woods, so I've heard my fair share of different animal noises slash howls slash shrieks slash etc. It was the night before I was moving away to college. Everything was packed, except I realized I left my headphones out in my car. It's around midnight, and I go outside to snag the headphones. I decide to give myself a moment to take it in and appreciate the peace and quiet of the woods I'd grown up in. After two to three minutes, I hear this noise unlike anything I've ever heard in my life. It was a howl at first that sort of slurred into the scream, roar. I could tell directly where it was coming from, about 30 feet away just beyond the foliage but I couldn't see anything. I froze for about 15 seconds before sprinting back inside. Both parents and friend heard the noise too but nobody knew what it was. This past summer, I was at Philmont Scout Ranch, in the mountains of New Mexico. For anyone familiar with Philmont, this incident took place at Elkhorn, a trail camp east of Head of Dean and south of Flume Canyon. It's on the edge the Pondal Complex burn scar, so there's not much for tree cover, and a lot of burned trees on the ground. We went to bed early that night, after having dragged a burrow up the trail from Flume Canyon. Not long after the sun went down, we started hearing a knocking noise. It sounded almost like a woodblock instrument. It was too slow and too deep in pitch to be a woodpecker. We'd hear it every 15 minutes or so for a couple hours, and then it just quit. I tried knocking on some of the burned trees the next morning to see if I could imitate the sound, but basically every tree I tried was just charcoal and crumbled as soon as I touched it. 